Yo, neighbors, it's Kaylin, and we're back for episode 38 of the Strange Neighborhood Podcast. And I'm super happy to say that today we had Andy Rouse back on the show, and me and him had a really awesome talk about consciousness and just whatever crazy fucking thing we got into our heads. And it was such an awesome talk and I'm so happy to have him back and to have like a chance to go more in depth with the consciousness side of the conversation we had before and just talk about what we've both been um, researching and talking about lately and uh, it's nice to find someone who you can talk with like this that kind of like gets where you're going and then the conversation can build without having to explain stuff. It was really great. And I've been sitting on this episode for a week. Um, And so I'm so excited to give it to you guys now. And I know you're just going to love it so much. So I'm not going to take up too much of your time yakking by myself when I have this sweet episode with Andy coming up. Don't forget to check out Andy on the Deep Share. And I'll also put his links in the show notes for you guys. Uh, we did like a swap cast also, so um, I believe Andy's going to drop this episode as well in a day or two on his channel, The Deep Chair. So maybe go check out his channel. He does lots of cool interviews. I really like the kind of conversation he, conversations he has been having lately, and I think you guys would too. If you like what you hear here, you're going to like what you hear there, I think. <laughs> um, so yeah. I think you guys are really going to dig this. I love you, and I'll see you next week. And we are, like, coming to the closing of 2022, which is my first year of podcasting. And uh, got some big plans for the new year. So, yeah, I'm just excited where everything's been going and how this has all went this year. And thank you guys for listening because (laughs) today I got my Spotify whatever year-end update and... Way more people have been listening to my show than I realized. So thank you, everyone. And don't forget to share because it helps me grow and it helps people find me that resonate with the kinds of stuff I talk about. Um, And yeah, if you listen, thank you so much. It's been a really good year and you're part of that. So yeah, I'm not going to get all sappy. (laughs) Here's episode 38 with my friend Andy Rouse. I think you will love it. See you next week, neighbors. Okay, ready to go. Are, are we on? <laughs> We're live. We are officially live, but not live.
yeah okay <laughs> live to each other <laughs> uh, yeah all right cool 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 well hello everybody welcome back to the deep share actually this is like a swap cat we're doing a swap cast so it's like the deep strange neighborhood or we're something. deep in the strange neighborhood <laughs> deep in the strange neighborhood which can be interpreted in many different ways yeah. I was like know? deep in the strange way <laughs> so for uh for my audience who may not be familiar with you Kaylin, please tell my audience uh about your podcast and you know how you what brought you into this world where you know all right so i guess like i always been interested in that strange and unusual and like alternative thinking but uh i decided after last year i think we get to this point where we find out that we can't like talk to people around us about our ideas anymore because we're getting too deep and yeah. then uh so i decided i would like start a podcast because i needed i wanted a space where i could just share my weirdest ideas and then just have the people that were attracted to those ideas instead of just like trying to share them with people that didn't give a fuck <laughs> 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 so i started this strange neighborhood podcast and uh it kind of started with i was like interviewing people about high strangeness but then I just started um talking more about the things I'm interested in and the research I'm doing like about consciousness and uh like I guess people call it Tartaria but like the old world yeah. and uh reset pre-reset kind of stuff if that mm. makes sense yeah yeah so two of the subjects that are my bread and butter too like the consciousness and the history and recently I've kind of been noticing as I've been saying it, like I'm thinking in my head that like history and the study of consciousness in a way, they're kind of the same thing on two different scales in a way. Cause it's like history is the collective trying to look back on where it came from and what it really was to begin with. And the study of consciousness is kind of in the way how the individual does exactly those things, you know? Yeah, it's like always micro macro, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I know, well, like, you've been on my podcast before with Dan and I keep Dan, but I didn't really get a chance to ask you the same question, like where you kind of got started with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's similar to your story, you know, being interested in these kind of topics for so long, and eventually seeing so many other people have the ability to just do this from home was really appealing. You know, like I'm always that kind of guy that like I wanted to make movies, but I definitely didn't want to have to go to school for it and then go deal with all these big studios or something like that. If I could do it at home or in my neighborhood, my strange neighborhood, like that's, yeah. that's where it's got to be, you know, so that was really appealing. And I always liked kind of making entertainment and stuff like that. So I was starting it off with a friend at first and then our senses of humor just like didn't jive at all. And so I was like, I'm just going to try this alone. And yeah, that's kind of how it started. But yeah, I've been interested in this kind of stuff for forever. Yeah. Especially the consciousness thing. And uh, did you find, dives. go ahead. Did, sorry. Did you find when you like started that you like evolved pretty quickly from what you thought your show was going to be to like a new kind of area or subject? I would say oh. like my ideas have evolved a lot because of oh, all yeah, the people yeah. I've talked to, um, you know, I had a lot of 
information in my head when I started the podcast, thinking I was like, OG, you know, kind of <laughs> being awake for so long. And, yeah. and, you know, man, I had so many like loose ends in my belief structure or my philosophies or my, my concepts that I thought about that got tied up nicer by talking to so many different people that definitely happened. But my show, the deep share kind of has stayed in this weird, awkward where it's just everything and it doesn't really know what it wants to be. Same as me. You know? I'm, I mean, the ancient history, the, the, the paranormal, you know, then I get all fired up about the UAP disclosure yeah. nonsense and all that kind of thing. So kind of all over the board, you know? Um, do you want to start there? Because I want to ask you something about that anyway. Yeah, by all means, we'll just fly off the handle. Let's right? just dig in. Let's dig it. <laughs> um, so I was like thinking about um, how, well, I kind of want to know your perspective because I've seen you write stuff about like how there's not, how you believe it was always humans that were the actual deities and there's not deities and that, and that you think disclosure is bullshit and like that alien agenda is like a government thing right am i yeah, am pretty, I that's in a nutshell yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely so do, do you want to go into that a bit like uh sure yeah, yeah. um <laughs> yeah so i mean for a long time i i loved aliens and the whole idea of it and i'm still completely 110 percent open to the possibility of other life forms besides us you know out here in the cosmos but um i like to at least start from home and work our way out and I really like to at least start with humanity if we can, before we go anywhere else. Now, the biggest problem for us these days, especially, is that we're all so much more open-minded to clearly what's going on with consciousness in general in this experience that we call life. Uh, and that field is broadening so far and wide. Uh, it's, it's troubling and it's, it's kind of hard to sift through where like the fiction begins and, and the facts are. And so I guess for a long time, I've been kind of looking at what are the mainstays in conspiracy theory? Like what's the overall philosophy? And to me, it's that they, they, whatever they is want to keep us powerless and, you know, unknowledgeable about where we come from and basically feeling like orphans and all that. And so I started to kind of look backwards at all my fascination with aliens in the ancient past and all those seasons of ancient aliens I was watching back in the day. <laughs> uh, and so things were starting to just kind of look a little weird. And, you know, Graham Hancock is a big influence. I love that he kind of, as a journalist, no matter what he kind of believes, uh, kind of stays within the lines of these are humans, at least in his narrative. And I kind of like that because like that too. it does seem to me now after researching the box saga, which has put me in touch with so many other different fables and myths from Europe and Scandinavia, all of them suggest an ancient culture exactly as all of us are kind of hinting at, but it's just so unbelievably humbly human. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what's got me fired up lately. But yeah, the tricky part is the mixture of that, which is unfortunately the dissolution from my perspective 
of a lot of what we consider quote unquote spirituality because it rehumanizes most of it. But people jump at me immediately at that and they don't realize like I am totally open to this place being extremely flexible because when we get into like deeper conversations, we are like the perfect and holy thoughts of God in a way. So it's like, we're all within one thing here in consciousness in life. So these lines get real blurry and it's really hard to sift through it. But I, I think it's important because I think they want us to just continue externalizing all of our goddamn power into these angels and fairies and everything like that. I think that's the red flag of it all is that like um, it's like just always depending on something external to us. And they're always trying to make us look away from ourselves. Right. So that anything that makes me look away from myself for answers or like, you know, there's research and stuff, but like depending on like a savior or a scapegoat for my own salvation or whatever it that's, I think a red flag to me, like anything that's outside of you. That's like, you know, meant to be like the meaning of you that's not really (laughs) yeah yeah no you understand what i'm saying no definitely (laughs) it's it's always that and i mean sure yeah there's other forces besides yourself here in this realm and that's totally understandable but like when it comes to this really personal stuff like spirituality especially for people like us who have kind of like gone to the other side man and felt that feeling and and how powerful it really is and absolutely humbling and all that for them to take that away from us and tell us what it is you know that's the thing now is what do you think do you think that because i play with this a lot is it all nefarious and controlled or is it possibly ego driven because you see like narcissistic people that are clearly driven by so much ego and suffering that they're not focused like aware of or or facing that it all starts to look like some horrible plot that they're carrying out you know so like what do you think nefarious natural what do you so think? what what i kind of think is that like uh it's like the inner turmoil like within us and like on the macro scale so like we're t- we need to face our own shadows and we're blocking ourselves from our greatness and we're like in a self-actualizing place in time and space and I think that like collectively we are too and like some people might be using these secrets against us but I think in a way they think they're doing it for the right reason whether it's because their ego has taken over or whatever but same thing as like what Christians do when they call down everyone else's ideas they actually think they're like helping people by doing that instead of being open to something different or looking at their own belief or like do you know what I mean like so so I sometimes sometimes I'm like everyone's evil or whatever and they're like (laughs) but so easy right like the trap of it and that's the trap we get in kind of yeah it feels like a hydra right it feels you know yeah one head off and three grow back and it's it's, this never-ending thing that you're not so you really can't overpower to be able way. to conquer <laughs> yeah yeah like maybe this reality is kind of set up to just have this process going but i've even but, heard that disputed by some christians or and some, then, but like, also yeah. like is it, it sorry is it like an, an initiation i think sometimes too like every like every challenge to learn more is initiatory process 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's the funny part too about some of the language used around magic. It's always so specific, right? And just like everybody always does, they turn things into idols. Even if they're not the idols they're worshiping, they're idols that they're terrified of. You know, they have items and artifacts for magic that are so evil. And it's it's not really like that. You know, like chaos magic is more like all of these things are just kind of part of life in general over time. It's not necessarily like you have to use this magical wand or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more like the intention you put into things too. Like, and so I don't know, like people say like chaos magic or like certain people were doing like dark magic or whatever, but I think like the magic's not dark we have the choice of free will whether we put our intention towards like something dark or not do you know what i mean like yeah or like it's the intention of the person like you can you can yeah say that kind of magic or like um alchemy or whatever is evil but like yeah there's duality in everything it's crazy to just like disregard something like that yeah it's like duality is here in this experience mm -hmm. in this density in this frequency i guess I don't even understand the language entirely, but yeah, you know, yeah, in this place, there is this. I duality call it the realm. The realm. The realm, right? <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's like, yeah, there has to be a duality here. And what will unity look like? What do you think? Do you think we carry on the personality? Like what? Uh, what's it's so it's so back? hard for me to like fathom that because it feels like a loss when you consider it. But I think it if it, we did, it would feel more like a gain than we would understand. Right. That's yeah. something I wrestle with constantly. It's it's a question that like no matter how many times I have the conversation with people, it's still constant it's driving question. Like it's like a what? painful thought to have of like losing yourself yeah like the whole we are all one thing it's like well, i've heard some people go well yeah man but you don't just go right back to the one after this incarnation how like, do you well, know what do you mean how do you know <laughs> like if we're living if, if we are the one that means we're living we whatever we is we are all living all these lives all at once seeing it from every perspective Oh man, this is weird. I like to like you. I like how the... deep this got so fast. This yeah. is a strange neighborhood, right? Yeah. <laughs> Always. I like to use the analogy of the dream for lots of things because I think it like really makes sense when we think about this kind of stuff. Like, and so like we are like what you would call the creator. And like, so we are like a fragment of, I think of it like we're a fragment of a dream. Mm. So like when you wake up, you don't feel like, oh, I'm missing the person. If I was in the dream, you're like, I'm back to my normal self you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're back to the self here yeah yeah interesting yeah we're definitely fragments for sure in one way or the mm. other i think i say of each other for sure too what's yeah, that <laughs> and like fragments of each other too or mm. like yeah yeah that's or the tricky part man like doing psychedelics <laughs> like with good friends and starting to like kind of the the thought process is just flow from one person to the other in a way it's pretty nuts you barely have to speak it's so strange yeah almost and <laughs> it's so funny it's like well if i had myself convinced that me and him were reading each other's thoughts then it's still pretty crazy that he was convinced that we could too because <laughs> it's like we're having the same experience at the same time and okay it's in both of our heads all right 
You'd almost think that. that, except for that you can have you have the same visuals at the same time. Yeah. So that's like a that reminds me that something else is going on. Like <laughs> something. It shouldn't be service. like that. Like should it? Like to me, it shouldn't be like that. If you're creating it, it in your head, like as a reaction with the substance, mm-hmm. why would you mm-hmm. see the trees doing the exact same swirling cotton candy together? You know what I mean? Like it seems right. weird. Yeah, and everybody report well, not everybody, but a lot of people report coming back from psychedelics and seeing the grid. Have you seen the grid? Um, sometimes I think I see it, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if I I don't know. That's like, a big one I've heard. It is cool. I've yeah. seen it. It's weird. It's definitely and people go immediately to the matrix metaphor, you know. But I do like, see like strange things um in the sky a lot that are like that where like things just in normal day life sometimes staring at the sky where it, I don't know it seems to shift the way it's looking to me and it looks more like grid like but mm. on mushrooms no not yet <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what like so what um what got you into psychedelics and like what what um you know, how, how did your first trip hit you and what kind of path did you lead from there? Well, actually, I used to do mushrooms when I was like 13, 14, 15. Wow. We did them all the time. Like, I feel like we <laughs> like I would just be around in places, eat a bunch of mushrooms and be like, no, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Are we talking like, small dose or like mm, decent doses where we're going? Sometimes I'd be like curled up in a corner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> but um I don't know I had some like pretty I had a really intense trip one time that was like just we were just having fun but everything was just so strange that after that I was like something weird's going on like I remember so I lived in an apartment with my friend and um we ate a bunch of mushrooms and we started getting really high and her boyfriend was there and he's like I didn't really like him but so we <laughs> <laughs> we, we went in the bathroom because we were like super high and uh it's like an old apartment. So it had like this weird seventies pattern on the floor. And there was like, like, it just was like a busy pattern and old. And we were sitting on the floor and these bubbles were moving along the floor. And I'm like, you see those bubbles? It's like it bubbled up and they were just moving around all around us kind of. And I was like, that's so weird. And she's like, they're not real. And I was like, yeah, probably not. And then I put my hand on one and it like went under my hand. And I was like, I fucking felt it. And then, so we had our hands on the ground and the linoleum was bubbling under. I don't know. After that, I was like, holy fuck. I can't believe we felt both seen it, both felt it. Like it felt so real. Mm-hmm. And it's like, after that, I was like, something weird's going on here. I don't know. Yeah, the overwhelming <laughs> coincidences stack on top of one another right (laughs) and then you're like watching shows and you know what's gonna happen next on the tv show and you're like what the fuck how'd i know that dude did i see this before have you seen oh my god how do we know that like did you have i feel like i've seen this before (laughs) this just came to me have you ever had the experience where it's like you yeah you have that where you were able to like see a course of events happen but half of those events started in your head and they were completely absurd concepts and silly things that led to real things happening. I don't know. That's a really obscure one that has happened to me. And I like fucking got chills now. That's a weird one where it was, all, I remember that, that consistently getting proof over and over again 
that something from the like inside to the outside was connected in a way that I wasn't going to be able to prove. Like mm. I wouldn't be able to bring this back. And I was like an atheist at the time. I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to have faith. Son of a You're like, something weird <laughs> happened. <laughs> something happened. And I don't remember what, what it was, but you better believe me. <laughs> what kind of experience have you have you had any like um, remarkable experiences that you want to share? Sure. I definitely like got in touch with like the all or God really? or whatever you want to call it. And it felt like home. It sounded like my voice, but I don't kind of mean that in the way that like Oh, the Luciferians are trying to all be God gonna... or not like that. Honestly, like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Well, you know what? Oh man. Like a lot of people kind of say this in one way or the other. And a lot of lyrics say this and shit, but like the, it felt like a big hug. And the message was, it's always, it always has been and always will be and always is okay. No matter Love, what kind of. Yeah. And it was like, man. And now I even look back on that now. I'm like, is that why I'm so fucking lazy sometimes? Because I know it's still okay. <laughs> Everything's okay. No matter. I say it's You're a like, blessing man. and a curse, man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> so did you see like a visual when that happened? Like, did you see something? Not that time. That time I was on a lot. I was on like five grams of mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Like, <sighs> The time I took, <laughs> it was all inter, like the, the inter, like I, I think the people that haven't tripped hear stories about like internal hallucinations and external, and they probably think the internal, it's just like whatever, but man, you're just burrowing deeper and deeper into your own consciousness. And it, yeah, that's, that was just, yeah, it's hard to describe, but yeah, a lot of internal visuals on that kind of stuff. Like when the you DMT close your eyes and you visual. see all the fractals, do you see it like that? Yeah, it's dude. like so everything was crackling, like, like hands and fucking shovels or whatever, and everything. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> and what it's like to me. And I'm together. just like, what is this? It's like I have those eyes and be like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like in regular mode reality, I have to like look at a light and then like kind of press my hands against my eyes to see that. But on like heavy mushrooms, I can just do that willingly, you know. But another really cool thing I saw on acid one time was like endless hallways of optional thoughts to go down like hallways. And it was like, it was, it's again, it's hard to describe, but I kind of use that as like a frame of reference for some people where it's like, this is what the potential of how, you know, uh, intellectual and intellectually stimulating this experience is it's not just a drug because it's it's like literally a whole new dimension of thinking about yourself and and your surroundings and everything you know yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> um well like last time i did mushrooms i well I, we did like a meditation and that was like super crazy fractals and stuff but nice. um i was like looking at the window and like behind me was a clock and I could see its reflection and the clock face like turned into kind of like a scary face and like melted oh, and geez. I was like what the fuck and then um actually this like started me on this whole chain of events like I started researching like Kronos and then Greek mythology and oh. then Atlantis and then Manly P. Hall and then like <laughs> it kind of like sent me slowly that way just watching that clock and like then I, my brain started going like 
you know how it does it always does that right like i mean after a big psychedelic trip you know if you look back a few months later you're like oh wow i'm here how did this end up happening you know it's like a present you you slowly unwrap yeah (laughs) unfold yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh i know yeah you've been reading uh the secret teachings of all ages right yeah i'm almost and are you loving it like oh my god what are your thoughts on it so far like is there anything that's like really been surprising to you from reading it? I mean, I kind of all like I've heard these kind of theories before, but like you, it's not really stuff people talk about. I think because there's like a stigma put on the knowledge of Freemasonry immediately, right? Yeah. And so, like, it's, it's like another gate to gatekeep the information. And so, like, it keeps people from wanting to know because they just automatically think it's some evil organization when really like it's the most rich knowledge we can gather really right now i feel like right and of course that even branches off into something bigger where the the fear reaches into all other religions i mean we're kind of i hate to say we are mostly talking about a christian perspective no disrespect to christianity at all or christians it's just that's really the group that's that's talking about a lot of these other perspectives as kind of luciferian or satanic or evil and everything but i mean non-religious people too i'm sure are still you know susceptible to it but yeah it's 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 a weird thing when we we it's because it is duality we're in duality so maybe there is good and evil so it's very difficult to kind of discern when so much trickery is going on from both sides you know and what what sides right there are no sides it's all tricks so it's so uh, cognitive dissonance right yeah and when you if you read that madeline p hall book then you start realizing that a long time ago they built all these walls around this knowledge and it was the christian catholic faith that did that and that that made all these ideas into bastardized bastardized versions of themselves to keep people coming to christianity and leaving the face that they had before which had all the esoteric knowledge and all the allegories and stuff that they needed to know you know what right. I mean to flourish as people and they just built these walls around it and imprisoned them within their ideas and made it so like if you if you want to find out if you doubt these ideas you're damned <laughs> like right right yeah. you can't even question it or you're just a joke like <laughs> it's interesting too because some of those walls put up almost feel like safeguarding like I, I can totally see the perspective of Catholics just like fucking it's all evil close it up all that kind of stuff but first of all i don't think that they think that i think they tell everybody else that yeah um i think they're like into astrology and shit oh absolutely (laughs) yeah Yeah. billionaires yeah it's all yeah because it's all again like you said bastardized it's all hijacked it's all stolen Mm -hmm. because you know as we describe our enemy in many religious texts themselves they don't create but they steal, they manipulate, they hijack, they do all those things. They possess. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, a good company gets popular and suddenly, boom, they're bought up in evil, you know? So, uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought there. I don't remember where we were going, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, the walls that cast. Yeah, the walls, right? So the, the other option. Information. Yeah, because it's like when so you know a lot of people say you get the secrets of the universe when you take psychedelics or you you know do meditation 
methodically or all these different ways to kind of get the get the thing and once you get it you know you now have responsibility but you're also supposed to have this internal you know humble knowledge and all, all this wisdom but we have no guidance so when we're all taking party drugs you're you're taking them at 13 14 just hanging out you know me too, right? <laughs> and so Whatever. it's like we have no real guidance <laughs> i was lost for 10 years on that shit like what i yeah because i had no one to really other than dead people in books right so i think putting the safeguard around that knowledge was like okay we need at least a small group to hold on to this and know the ways to kind of like I think there's more to it than what we know, you know, but like, yeah, like to protect the information maybe the masses... until it was needed because the astrology. So I sort of think like things are happening at the right time. So maybe True. that's the point to hold it until the right time. Right, right. Well, there's a Rosicrucian saying it's like every 108 years, the book is open. It's a really cryptic saying. And cool. feel like it's supposed to be this way. An esoteric movement towards exoteric almost. And doesn't that kind of feel like what reality is anyway, when it's like, you know, take the Gnostic view of Sophia versus the Demiurge. They're both of the same thing. Sophia is the intention and the Demiurge is the action. And we're literally talking about how react like the big bang too, you know? So in a way, yeah, it's all kind of wrapped around itself. Yeah, it's crazy, actually. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's funny because what you say about like meeting God and that, and then it's like hearing your own voice or whatever, like that, like that happened to me in like meditation quite a few times. But I don't know if it's like God or whatever, but like I've got answers that way where I heard my own voice telling me shit I didn't know. And I was like, didn't want to tell anyone really. <laughs> you know, but it's like, almost like there's words no would come back. to me and stuff. Like one of the words was Rosicrucian and that's what I, I didn't oh. even know what they were. And I was like, Rosa what? And I was like writing it out phonetically. And then I like spoke it to my Siri and that's yeah. how I figured out what it was. And I was oh, just no like, shit. what the fuck? What the fuck? Where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah, the Rosy Cross. And then you look at the Red Cross and they have very shady, shady history. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, these, as we've been talking about this kind of crazy psychedelic stuff that we've, we've experienced, it's like, this is kind of what I'm talking about where all of these archetypes, all of this does exist within us. We can kind of reflect on it through these amazing experiences and see that there is a universe inside each and every one of us that there's some sort of mechanism that at least in the least gives the appearance and the feeling sometimes that one is their own God, whether that's entirely true or not, you see where that pitfall is and why it's there. So it's like this idea that history collectively is not as, as, as magically uh, as magical externally as we're led to believe is kind of like a really important thing that I think we need to all look into at least because the idea that they would steal our own human history is so like, that's their MO. I mean, to take it away from us and give it to something else. You know, as soon as I started seeing parallels to certain folklore uh, with like, you know, where I was actually seeing like anthropological 
like lines of people going certain places and it started to all fall into place where it's like oh okay so this is how they hid the history they hid it in our mystery and they hit our mystery in our history it's like all tangled up together and it's all making everything material and what external parts the history and what parts the mystery Dude, <laughs> and it's such a hard thing to like i try to tweet about this shit you've seen me it's yeah. like it's very hard to put into words unless you're just because it. there's just a lot it. to it i call because it that doesn't it, mean like like yeah fairies yeah fairies white people absolutely in my opinion and like i'm tracing the certain groups from different countries of their their physical impact as human beings you know what i mean so that's a problem for a lot of people because it feels like i'm taking away a whole lot of shit that personally i think is some sort of manifestation of consciousness here in this shared reality but again we're like it's all consciousness it's all flexible something weird is apparent in this very dense appearing uh, a seemingly mundane world there's more to it for sure but it's all to do with yeah i don't know see again this is very hard to explain but i do think it's like they've externalized what we have already to experience within each of us if that makes any sense Blah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, so what do you think about like entities? Do you believe in like types of entities? Do you think it, it's like, um, like there's like spirits around us or like things that are out of our dimension that are surrounding us or things like that? Or... I, I think it's that as above, so mm -hmm. below fractal thing again, you know, I so I think it's a yes and a no. It really depends on which perspective you're looking from. But I think we have those in our head. Absolutely. Like I definitely had a, had this um, experience on psychedelics where uh, have you ever heard of solipsis where you think you're the only one that exists? Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's kind of related to what we're talking about already. <laughs> I've had like months like, of going down this kind of weird hole. Dude, I mean, we're, we're talking like the most terrifying feeling of like I created my parents, I created my friends, all the interactions I've had, I've had has all been imagination. And I don't think that's exactly how it is. This is my logical brain putting words to it, but whatever that was definitely alludes to something greater. And I think on an individual level, we have a lot, we have a whole universe in here and it is magic, you know, because it's all there is. But then whatever this reflection is, this external world, which supposedly doesn't exist. It's like this, I get lost in that, man. It's, it's really crazy? hard with the language, you know, it's, it's weird. I um, just go back to the, the dream analogy again. Okay. And just think about yeah. it like a dream. Cause think how realistic a dream is and how like you feel like you lived a thousand lives in the dream or like, you know what I mean? Like yes. you go to sleep Thousands for five minutes and it feels like that five minutes you been in the dream for five months or something sometimes right yeah yeah that displacement that, that displacement of time you know it's so weird because so i think it's like an it's it's both it's like first of all whatever's going on externally is a reflection of what's happening internally or you know within which is very weird when you start trying to think about the collective and i guess we're all reflecting it back yeah so whatever's inside is more than what we are 
you know, this goes back to programming, right? We've, we've had our internal dialogue with our own self stripped away from us. Um, so I think maybe we're, what we're trying to talk about is the ripple effect of that over generations, you know? Yeah. Like that disconnect. We've lost a piece of this where it's still very fuzzy to see how it fits together because yeah, entities to come back around to what you're asking me. Like I, I'm not denying anyone's experiences cause I've had them too. I've felt presence in my psychedelic experiences that don't feel like myself. And there's really no way to prove that, but you know, other than your, your feeling, right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. How about you? Have you had experiences with entities? So I had one experience where I was like, it was, it was like right before I kind of got really deep <laughs> into uh -huh. like, there was like levels of the conspiracy. So I was like at the part where like, I thought Trump was a good guy kind of yeah, level. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what's this cue? And are people sacrificing kids kind of level? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that level. oh yeah, <laughs> and, I'm familiar. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I just started getting really discouraged about the evil in the world and stuff. And I just thought like, this can't be it. This fucking can't be it. And like, I remember I went out on my deck and I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm going to stop fucking pursuing all this information. I'm I like, I can't do it anymore. I can't just go down a dark hole and think that's how existence is. And right. I was standing on my deck and it was night. And I remember I said in my head, if you don't show me a sign right fucking now, that's it. I'm stopping right now. And literally a giant fucking blue orb. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Shot across the sky and I like turned my head to follow it. And it kind of disappeared behind or like kind of went behind the tree. Well, it was still like, it was traveling like a steady rate. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, did I just see what I think I did? And I had that thought really fast. And right as it went behind the tree and like right when I had that thought, it fucking flared and the whole sky turned blue and then it was gone. Holy and I was just like, that's the only experience I've ever had that was that tangible, but it was like really <laughs> crazy. That's really tangible. And like, it's hard to like put into words how tangible it was in the moment. Just like Realism you real. think it's going to be like this spiritual etheric experience, but it's just like, it's just like a tangible event, just like everything Concrete. else. I'm just like, holy fuck. Like that just, what? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I had a similar one with an orb actually. And I had holy to shit. do like a quadruple take Yeah, and I convinced myself it was a big parking lot light because my friend and I were getting towards a, a, a like the the trailhead of a big campground uh, for a mountain and when we pulled into the parking lot you know i was expecting you know there to be big lights there that's what i was envisioning but then you know i got out and stretched and we were getting ready to start hiking and then i realized there's no lights and i'm like well, where the what the fuck was that it was massive there was no way that it was a plane or a helicopter or a lightning bug or anything like that there's even a Bigfoot story attached to that same night. So it's like, of I didn't course. Even, and I didn't, know. I didn't know. Dude, I know, right? I didn't have Crazy. any idea that those two things were correlated back then at all. So like years later, I was like, oh, whoa, interesting. I think for a long time, like 
the Bigfoot community and the UFO community just like butt heads and no one ever talked about how those right. things happened really at the same time or like right. it, it wasn't like correlated in the information people believed in Bigfoot or people believed it was aliens and like they didn't yeah and now know. we have yeah. like what's, you know what's really interesting too going back to like disclosure is that we're getting papers turned into Congress talking about like ghosts and goblins and, and all kinds of stuff like that and and dogmen and things like that. Skinwalker yeah. Ranch is like really weird and you know it's been said a million times how it's like you know this isn't really a strictly UFO alien situation going on in this ranch it's like a special place of really intense anomalies happening almost it is like the line thing it's the strangest neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You went to base officially the strangest one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But um, yeah, um I had is- another experience that I thought was like similar to your God experience, but I was it was in a dream. Nice. And I remember like I was I was doing like um trauma healing and like working through some stuff in like real life and it like you know, you like go through me or shadow, do that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> so I was just like, you know, going through some real garbage dump of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> I had this dream that I like uh, my brother. It, we were in my childhood home. My brother's like, come downstairs. And we went down to the basement. And I remember I was standing in the basement and there was like a couch, our old couch. And there was like a dark shadow figure sitting on it. And I was like, what's that? And he's like, don't look at that. And he like pointed in front of me and like a light orb like opened in front of me and turned into like a, like a T shape, but it was like a B. I think it was a, I know it was a being, but it just looked like a light. Like, yeah, I can't really describe it. Like the shape of just like a really intense light. Mm -hmm. And I like looked and then I just felt it like, fill my heart like so I'm gonna makes me a bit emotional but it filled my heart so much that I was just like got this most intense like beautiful connected loving feeling and I remember I like slowly fell back in my dream and then when I like kind of I just woke up from it there and I was like holy fuck and I could feel it in my heart when I woke up I was just like it's really intense for me and how did you interpret it when you came back from that when you so I honestly I think it was like some maybe a part of me or something or some loving entity connected to me in some way that was saying like yeah there's a shadow but that's not the main event that's just like something like on the side what's really is this like the heart connection is like the main event and like don't get distracted by all the darkness like work through it but like that's how I really felt when I woke up like like there's darkness all around. It feels heavy, really heavy sometimes. But like you, if you just like turn to the light, you have like the connection you need kind of. That's the message I got. That's a good message. And, and it was like a super important message at that time for me too. I felt like. That's perfect. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> these messages that we get are always so like foundational. Mm-hmm. And like. So, yeah, my quarrel with like the language surrounding that, like internal versus external entities, I think it's again the micro macrocosm. So, whatever parts of us are in there that are super intuitional and like can guide us as if it is another person and it's just in our dreams or in this and that, 
let's imagine an external version of whatever that is about that, that has to do with all of us together, because that's clearly what's going on with entities. I just, that's, this is why it always bugs me when like the people in the UFO disclosure that like are kind of in the need to know those kinds of weirdos and government, the descriptions always been that it's stranger than anyone ever thinks. It's ill. Yeah, it's completely. I think about that line all the time. Me too. I'm always like, what is it then? It ain't little green men. So you got to think of everything they've programmed with us for 70 plus years. It ain't any of that. It's not that. No, not saying space is fake and gay. I'm not. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) You know, shout out to my homie. But like, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm just simply like, whatever they've given us on a silver platter and have like, cause everything that we're slowly hearing through disclosure, even if it's not totally secure, the rumors are always right on par with all of our sci-fi, you know? So it's like, it has to be, and, and the consciousness, the consciousness topic is already being dripped into the UFO community here and there, you know, from bigger voices, little blue check marks and shit. So it's like, I think it has a lot more to do with ourselves, a lot of self-responsibility that we're not going to like. I mean, this idea, it's a lot, it's a lot of weird shit, man. But I think it's like, it's like that. I don't know. It's like that, man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but I think you're right. Like we're, I think like collectively we're like, um, growing, I don't Mm. know, in that way. And so like the conversations changing but uh we're not quite there yet (laughs) like if you like people are coming to me that know i like like they're in my normal life that know i'm into conspiracy kind of stuff and then and they're like did you see that ce5 documentary and i'm like that guy's fucking full of shit (laughs) (laughs) fucking drones asshole is fucking cia if i've ever seen it steven greer has drones flying out there with lights on them yeah well like he's a fucking i never seen such a cia obvious cia implant in my entire life let me tell you i think he if only he could publicly come out that he's an actor because the man is like his crying scenes and all of his documentaries are like <laughs> they're just you can really see he put a lot of method into the character you know don't get me wrong he's great at what he does like, but and the thing is of I course there's peppered it. in too there's truth in what he says there's a lot of truth there they always Who knows? Have to maybe maybe you don't even it. maybe you don't have to be controlled to be you know being puppeteered <laughs> What do you think? Maybe of Kanye? he doesn't know. Okay. What do, you, what do you think of Kanye? It's like there's there's a, a lot it's of truth being spilled, but at the same time, a lot of uh, a lot of bait, a lot of bait. It's just to control the trickle of information we were already gathering on our own, and to direct mm. it a certain way. That's what I think. That's yeah, it's pretty fair. It's pretty. I fair. think we were all coming to like we're we're. And it also like puts a group at the top of the pyramid that I don't think is at the top of the pyramid. Bingo. <laughs> so but I think it's but, like just a narrative steer. It's almost like a, it's like an urban legend, right? It starts mm-hmm. with like a little nugget of truth 
Well, this mm. is why we, we dig into history because yeah, we got to find out where everybody comes from and what group was, who was described as all these fantastical demons and who was described as all these fantastical angels and were either of them any good? Because if we're talking about humans, not only, Ooh, this is another thing. I <laughs> just thought of this. <laughs> so not only does it steal all our power, right. And give it away to ancient aliens or angels or fairies or whatever. Jesus. But it also <laughs> hides who was doing all the bad shit. Oh yeah. Which is it's more fucking it. humans. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's exactly right. And like to think that um we we're kind of like, oh, these reptilians and stuff. And I'm just like Archons. Yeah. Yeah, no, like <laughs> no, these are that's not who's doing. I don't think anyway. Like, but to yeah, I think honestly, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up a great thing. It's like what the hell is going on when people talk about experiences with reptilians because i'm sorry i'm not and for people out there listening i really do apologize that i can't jive with it i don't i can't get down with a shitload of hollywood references and like yeah they got to tell us the truth and all that but it's always metaphor man you guys take it literal and like the reptilian thing I don't know. It feels like a psyop because the the reptilian, the serpent, that that symbolism has always been demonized. It's always been bad. There and you always go. <laughs> has represented cycles of consciousness and cycles. You know, the shedding of the skin. Like the symbolism is always about the like, snake eating the tail. So it's always about these people that were adepts in society and holding that knowledge that we were talking about. You know. So I that think they tried knowledge. to like steer us in the direction of like um snakes and reptiles are like evil right and, and i think that came with like the 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 writing of the bible and stuff or maybe it came before that but i think yeah. like the snake holds a lot of like symbolism that has a lot of allegory that's like um relative to us and that we should know and there's like knowledge in it and it's the other thing of like steering us away from the the snake the reptile it's evil it's satan whatever but really right. it's like you know the hermetic staff or like the the like all the snake symbolism symbolism is very ancient and it wasn't an evil symbol before that right a lot of this stuff is more neutral like you know uh I often, you know, you got to always question what you land on as when you, when I use like the mountaineering thing, cause I like climbing mountains and there's tons of false summits. And even when you know, it's a false summit, sometimes you still like, well, I'm going to take a little longer of a break. Put your tent top there. Yeah. yeah this will <laughs> be my summit. And I always say like, if the switchbacks are still going, if there's still a, a left and then a right and then a left, and a, you're not done. And you, there's still options. There's still on untilled ground you know what i mean and so i think that's what happens it's like we get to a point where there's so much cognitive dissonance we've kind of grown up in we've been grown we've grown up being taught that the world is mundane which is not true but then the way that it's told to us like hey look at all this stuff that's not mundane it's actually amazing and magical that's been hidden from us it's like yeah that's actually not true either though it's all psyop it's it feels like it's all fake i don't know 
<laughs> but also all the information is available to us. Just people don't look for it. Yeah. Or they don't have time because of the society. Like it is which we're in. a bit, but w- most people aren't looking for it. They don't like, you know what I mean? And we're not even talking about conspiracy theories. We're mostly, I think you and I are talking about the, the knowledge, the wisdom within again, you know, yeah. because yeah. any conspiracy information on like who's fucking over who from what bank, none of that matters. Cause yeah, you know, no. something that, a, that someone with <laughs> you gotta like step outside nothing, of that shit. Yeah. Like anything that someone with nothing but a campfire and the will to live versus us, like we all, including that ancient man, like, it has to be common ground for all of us. And they didn't have any of these crazy conspiracies to worry about. Only the ones that they were probably slowly building in their own head <laughs> or something. It's you know? true. And I think like you, that thing about false summit, you were saying, like, yeah. I think how, you know, you're on a false summit is you stop trying to find like the holes in your summit. You start like looking for lies in everyone else's. And so it's just a way we validate ourselves. So I think I see that a lot with like Christian people where they go around and they're picking out the lies of everyone and trying to find the darkness and everything else, instead of looking in their own camp and looking at the information they've been provided, they'll dig through everyone else's to meticulously to prove that they're right. And yeah. I think like when you start doing that and you're everything you're researching is to prove you're right you're probably in a trap of your own making. <laughs> yeah. And like, you may still give out some valuable information for sure. Great information. I bet. Yeah. Like, you know, you're still stopped you on an idea. Yeah. Your conclusion is, is that's the problem. Like we're in this binary, very dense material world, this physical world, but there is that never ending unfolding element. Where it's like, when we look back at history, sure, I'm into the box saga, but I don't hold it as absolute truth by any means. I think it leads to a lot of truth. I think there's little nuggets, right? But when it comes to like the beginning of us, it's so far away that it literally does just lead into oblivion and we can't trace it any further at some points. And then the future, it's the same way. And it's the same way with ourselves. Eventually we can't remember our, our ourselves in, in time and, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but just that microcosm. Yeah. yeah, there it is again, right? Yeah, it's true. We well, like whatever is um, well, yeah. Yeah, the I, unfolding I, thing, right? We're always trying to get to yeah. the answer, and we're never. If you come to a conclusion, you know, get ready for an upheaval in a few months or weeks or whatever. And I guess that's what I've been waiting for with like yeah. the saga. I'm like, I I get it. There's no real proof, but what where it is like rock solid which is language is is nuts and it's fascinating but it's like i'm waiting for something to throw a rock in the spokes you know but it's like we're grasping at such little bits of information you know it's sad and did you hear did you see my crazy posts about the they're gonna auction off yeah. Why yeah. 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 So the group, <laughs> like the uh, person that the bank is demanding, like more money or some, some details that will come out soon that I'll be able to talk about more, but it's um, probably um, some yeah. kind of like alternative, uh, some way to like bury the truth. If, if like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The timing is like, perfect. It's in late October, yeah. they found a medieval ax head that dates right to the perfect time. The last time the temple, if it is a temple, would have been open in the box story so it's like maybe the someone powerful got wind and was like i don't know 
do a recall of that loan right now or something like that. Cause I guess, yeah, this was unexpected and a couple months ago, boom, it all started to come to light. So people are trying to raise money and everything. We don't really know what's happening yet. We got a few yeah. months to hope that it ends up if this goes through, that it ends up with someone that's sympathetic to the excavations that are going on, hopefully, because that would be really, really a real shame if like new private ownership fucking stopped this story in its tracks. You know, so have you read that Manly P. Hall book since you've researched Box Saga? No, and you, you were saying you were you should reread it. Interesting. I mean, it's such a huge undertaking. It's like you should read the encyclopedia again. Right? <laughs> like I've used Manly secret teachings as a encyclopedia for most. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so it's a collection. You know. So but there's so many things that me. like like if you. Like it goes back each like um, like allegory of mythology, like through the Jesus allegory, through the, you know what I mean? The, the sun god, stories. yeah, through each culture. And so it takes each allegory and then traces each um, person that will, that fit that allegory through history. But I find that every single one, like if you go back, like everything, when you go back far enough leads to Norse mythology in some way, or like has a Norse connection. And then also, um, I was going to say, I've been like doing a lot of research in old newspapers to look up like, cause I'm finding a lot of stuff that, um, that says like that the forts were there before and they don't know who built them and stuff and things like that in America. And like they, in all those like old articles, when they're talking about artifacts, there's like Norse artifacts everywhere across oh, yeah. america they dig them up all the time they have for hundreds of years like it's mm -hmm. everywhere and like sometimes in the mounds they'll find like norse stuff buried in the mounds and like it's crazy that's nuts i mean and the the crazy part about that we i don't know how we're gonna prove it or if it'll be able to be proven ever the way the box saga talks about everything, even like Egyptian hieroglyphs and all their symbolism belongs to this original story too. Like they've included all of it. So it's like, I, yeah, it's hard to get around. There's definitely something going on in the North. Mm -hmm. and this, the polar symbolism is huge in the North star, all of it. The concentric circles. There's something yeah, going hyperborea. on. <laughs> okay, Hi, so I want to ask you about map. hyperborea. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hyperborea, that term, um, you know, as far as the Greeks were concerned, that term Hyperborean meant, you know, a a person from the, the furthest reaches of the north. That's what Hyperborean meant. Okay. Um, and what's interesting, too, is Ireland was known as Hypernia, I believe, or Hyper, oh. Hyperbernia, very close to Hyperborea. I didn't um, know that. And the and of course Ireland is a big uh, area of study for me and and Dan and a number of people just because the, the Trois de Danan and other groups like them in Scotland and England are big candidates for this lost Ice Age culture that um, Graham Hancock talks about. Um, it's funny how Graham he's so on point with so many things and he's digging up all over the world. And I don't know what he knows about the saga, if at all, you know, or any Norse mythology. I've had people on my show with a lot of credibility that I really respect and have dead on asked them, brought up the box saga and just Norse mythology in general. And it's kind of like a wave off. 
like, well, we're, you know, I'm focused more on this area of the world. It's like, okay. It all leads back to the North. That's what I think. Well, the thing is, it's weird because we have so much potential to, to see all of our history as, as, as hijacked, but we forget and we pick and choose like, well, this part's hijacked. And then we start looking for confirmations in other hijacked areas. Like, oh, see, this proves the story I'm telling. It's like, no, no, no. You're talking about another hijacked area of history. Like, it's hard. Like, people will say to me in the box saga, like, well, that time period, there's no, you know, Catholic army that marches towards Finland or anything like that. I'm like, bullshit. Like, what's your proof? And the proof is that in the history uh, books, which that time period is like so little written for us to access everything was, already was it again it was 1050 1050 like, 1047 so that whole time period like sweden is completely engulfed in the catholic church already and finland is part of sweden at that time period and it's it's hidden within plain sight that i mean it's right there but yeah it's it's you know there's no proof technically so but yeah long way to say a lot of that well, Polish mythology has been has been Christianized or Catholic. So that's why no one looks at Viking mythology as any origin points like they do with other areas of the world that they keep just digging under and finding more advanced things because they just blindly don't look over there into Scandinavia. They accept that it's only like 1300 years old, all the mythos and everything They They don't think it goes back very far and it's mostly just coming from Christian myths already. They think. And it's like, wait a minute. Like, this is all backwards. It's literally like the oldest culture we can trace, I think, is the Norse culture. I mean, like, that thoroughly. And just, well, like, it spread all over the world, like, way before Columbus, that douche. <laughs> of course, yeah. There's a lot of theories about him. Yeah, I've even heard that he may not even exist. That the Probably doesn't. Name, like, the name Christopher Columbus, like, meant something to do with christ or probably something. like christian and like the columbus columbia and Maybe. like they used to call the u.s columbia did you know that up until like yeah and they had this goddess named columbia and uh that's oh, why it's the district of columbia i did this whole um research thing on the goddess columbia because there's a statues of her all over and she's always holding like a staff and a round laurel just like the bach symbols like <laughs> oh, wow. Holy shit. and um uh, i did like a episode on her and then oh, i found out that they that the american national anthem was hail columbia and it was about her up until like the just after the second world war i think is when they changed Whoa. it and it was the unofficial, but it was called Hail Columbia, and they called um, America Columbia, and it was the District of Columbia, and they used to nickname it the District of the Goddess. That's wild. Okay, I'm gonna, Crazy, have, to listen, eh? I'm gonna have to go back and listen to your episode on that because so the, heard the of Amaruka stuff is like everywhere. No, what's Amaruka? So okay, this is interesting, and I wonder where the lines collide because I'm sure they do somewhere. Yeah. So have you ever heard the the traditional story of how? america got its name oh a, um what what version like the official like a, version? yeah the official version is that I, th I, I can't remember if he was a cartographer or just like a traveler and a reporter or something but like this man amerigo vespucci supposedly was he like the dutch one maybe and is he the guy that designed all the starport stuff 
That's Fuck. Spooky. Maybe you don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but so this guy, Amerigo Vespucci, supposedly was the name because he was there at a certain time that they can talk about. And like, what I've heard is that actually he took that name Amerigo with him back to Europe, like when he went back or something, and that he got it from the natives because the name was Amaruka, which meant land of the plumed serpent. Because if you think about all the native gods, like Quetzalcoatl was the plumed serpent. So was Kukulkan. So was even Veracocha. Or the chicken snake. What was his name? Kukulkan, I think. (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 no. No. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I I would get his name. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. It's not Zabal. No, I can't remember. No. Someone's it on, it's on the tip of my brain, but whatever. <laughs> it's a good one too. It like yeah. rolls off the top. Whatever. It's a and good name, yeah. Fuck it. Oh well. <laughs> what did chickens say? Abraxas. 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 <laughs> and what the, what do chickens say all the time to us? They're just trying to tell us the truth. Oh, bop, bop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. So, like, uh, you know what Manly P. Hall says about um his theories about like Atlantis, which honestly, I think Atlantis is like the same thing they talk about in Boxhaga. Like, I think it's a the global river. civilization. I think it's the same thing, just different name for the same right. thing, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm not sure like how much it correlates because I don't know enough about Bach, but I think that's kind of my theory, right? Well, what's so is tell that... me more because it's been a long time since I've specifically looked into Manly P. Hall, but I do remember he's oh. got a lecture too that comes directly out of his work. Uh, from secret teachings all over youtube about atlantis it's like 45 minutes long and it's killer i um i actually like made an episode where i played one of his lectures it's like a recording of his lecture and then i just like talked about it a bit but it was about all his atlantis stuff and like it wasn't one like i don't know (laughs) it's not like my favorite episode i did just because i did like i i don't know i wish i did it better but that recording is amazing of him like yeah and like um so what he says is that like uh so there was like a a global civilization that started with like the main city that went out in concentric circles had the was it 10 or 12 kings or whatever is it 10 kings 12 kings Uh, same as bach yeah well yeah sort of yeah it's the same i can't remember yeah 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 yeah. so he's that's what he says too and it goes like that caste system or whatever goes out as the rings go out like yeah same and then he said like that they that they weren't the only people there was like native peoples in different areas of the world and that's like how they spread their so they sent like um people on pilgrimage to these places to like missions um bring yeah yeah and like share knowledge with them and and like bring them into their religion or whatever probably eventually to conquer them or whatever but right right so there's all these like mythologies about um the like abraxas and stuff these gods coming out of the water and like teaching people and like it's it's in all the mythology it's he goes through it but it's in yeah like, yeah so he so talks about mythologies. the sea people yeah he, t- he yeah, brings so, up like, so, so Ea, like the they fish get, god they all, yeah 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 and they all they like each mythology has a different way of saying it some say like he um came I can't remember. I don't know, came out of the sea on a 
on a shot like a super shiny fish or something and like it's just like how they could explain it through their cultural context i think Mm. each time and that's what manly p hall kind of says and so like they all got info they all got like information and um got help from it within their culture and like help their culture develop and their consciousness of their culture develop Mm. from these like missions from atlantis or whatever that's yeah. yeah, word for word what Box Saga claims. That, to exactly, it. right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's a lot there for sure. I think that I think it's it's uh it's like tangible too. Like I think we're actually getting somewhere. So it like, feels I, like it, hey? Yeah, and it's like I can't necessarily point to every one of us, like even myself included. I don't know when I'm completely on to something that's gonna track for a long time or a blip that's misleading you know but the general feeling is that we are moving towards a more uh you know a solid gnosis of of our past but even the box saga man like it starts in it's shrouded in mystery like i can get down with the the root language and all that but it still has a an anecdotal beginning right so because it's all about what's up about the goat because yeah. I was looking into Pan and right, then um, Pan, the allegory of Pan, that there's stuff about goat, goats mixing with people all through mythology. Yeah, there is. And, and I've been noticing it. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of imagery too. And actually, yeah. this, I can't find it anymore, but it was this amazing thing. Of course, the, the narrative of the video was a conspiracy theorist framing it all like devil horns. But yeah, of course. <laughs> um, you see this evolution through time. And the video started out with people with like, like paintings of real people from ancient times, uh, like with horns. And either that's just a depiction of, of some, uh, you know, analogy, or it's a depiction of people. And throughout time, this video shows these headdresses that have two spikes coming out of the side and like all these different examples the half of how, moon on the head. Too? Yep. The half moon. Like Hathor and, and, yeah, dude. Like all yeah. those symbols, but in relation to the goat specifically. And like, I have a wild theory. I don't know if I told it on your show or not about my theory of evolution. It's not no, even my theory. I don't it's think like you a did. very loose hypothesis. So if you look at the goat as a pagan symbol, heathen, so whatever, mm-hmm. it's also this satanic Lucifer. It's all these evil things. The goat is one of the most recognizable symbols of what we have, you know, from some people's perspective, suppressed, hidden, uh, demonized, whatever you want to call it, or, you know, from the believers that hate it, you know, it's the worst thing in the world to look at. So it's the most suppressed part. It's like the whole allegory of Pan you just said too. True, he's like yeah. half goat, it's, and then he's oh, like yeah. he's like represents the things we suppress and like um, shadow. He covets them, kind of like about like partying and like you know the do trickster. without else kind of thing. Yeah, the trickster's the landlord of the shadow home or something. You know, he's always there. But like, <laughs> so this goat has been demonized completely. The if you look at evolution. It's that we came from apes. Now, again, the, our enemy does not create anything. They don't create their own f- fictional stories. They have to hijack from what's true. So what if the ape thing is part of the story? 
but the box saga perspective is more accurate than we're thinking. They're just suppressing the aspect that relates to the goddess. It relates to all the heathenism and paganism, all That's of the and feminism. So I, I think mean, because I'm like it's true. the monkey kind of represents the same. Sorry. Yeah, you get the, <laughs> the ape comes through, but the other half of the the and admittedly a crazy story in the box saga that it, it's a monkey and a and a goat. You know, I think when they say monkey, of course they mean ape, but maybe they don't. But, maybe they mean that but, the product wasn't. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I do think like that kind of um, story is repetitive to lots of cultures of like an animal or like having the story of the beginning start with an animal and something else and like you know so i and i and it could all like even with box saga be like the story how it explains like maybe the monkey's the animal nature you know what i mean like the materialistic part or whatever i don't know you know what i mean like the animal instinct part of us and maybe we evolved our consciousness to come out of that animal state yeah our evolution like of our mind because it is the because you look at like early man any anthropologist worth his nuts will tell you that like early man supposedly followed animals around and kind of took all their advice from the animals and followed things. And that's why we ended up with this very zodiacal patterns and everything, you know, through seasons and what to do in each season. It's kind of like an extrapolation into human form of what the animals had to do to survive. We just had more options, you know? And I think the box saga is kind of talking about that primordial human state. You know, we're talking about a people that ended up with auto fellatio as the most holy kind of thing that you could have union with yourself. We see that in other cultures, that semen retention, that very spiritual aspect of like uh, tantric and all this, it's just more evolved, more sophisticated. This story kind of makes people eek in the West because it's very primal. It's very, you know, tribal, you know, it's the ancient pagan thing, you know? So it's, yeah, it's messy. There's a lot to it, but it it requires a lot of like patience to look into our history, man. And like not look into all this. It's really hard because even my wife is hates the box saga and I don't blame her. I mean, as a mom, I'm glad that she's like very passionately, like they're talking about like a whole culture of, of people learning how to do that shit at like eight years old. I totally get it. But then again, Every, and I'm not saying just my wife, just anybody that's into that feels that way or might feel that way, but is also like totally acknowledging this beautiful archaic revival that everybody wants to bring back. We're talking about these ancient fertility cultures that may not have done that, but they did all kinds of weird, uncomfortable stuff that the West is not going to like to know about if they get their hands on. You know, it's all primitive, it's all innocent too. It was all very much they thought they needed to do this for very holy reasons. I think a lot of different things in their primitive cultures, dare I say, I don't know. We're trailing off. (laughs) No, I think like it's kind of going down some way place that connects all this in a way, because I was like, cause I was looking into Pan and what I said, but there is a place that's like named after him. It's like panacea or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they worshipped him there, and they sacrificed people into this cave for him. And like, they're, um, yeah, and like 
to worship him, he like he never required sacrifice. They just like kind of took it upon themselves to like please the God, I guess. And I think that any belief system can be like hijacked in a way. And maybe that's like, you know, the the Scientology version of like that right. time. You know what I mean? Like the extremists yeah, yeah. of that time. Cause like Pan was like a the one one of the most wide, I think at the time was the widest worshipped god right when um christianity started coming in when that roman emperor um kind of brought the christian to the mainstream and so like yeah so i'm sure there was like extremists right there's like that's just one place and like they worshipped him everywhere and they weren't sacrificing people to him everywhere so So i thought it was interesting my take on that like of course i'm just Lately, of course, I've been trying to take it from the box saga perspective. Like, hypothetically, of if the box saga is true, then the pan symbolism everywhere is an old world recognition of that old box saga system. And we're not talking about some spirit of the wilderness of what he's turned into. We're talking about a people, a culture, a group of people that has been. I mean, man, I read it. There was some book I was reading. And I had taken screenshots. I can't remember the name of it right now. It was it was like something to do with Celtic gods. Um, great book, but it said it so eloquently. Like, you know, thought of now as the as little dwarves and and elves and all these things, but once renowned kings and queens of the old world. And it's just like, hmm, that sounds a lot like hijacking all of our power, stealing our story, putting it either. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said it all before. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, it's funny that the same stories are encrypted over and over and over. Like, what are they trying to carry through that is important? I'm trying to always like hone in on like, what's the importance of this? Why is it repeated so much? Cause obviously it is important or it wouldn't be repeated through so many cultural lenses over and over through time. Yeah, and the box yeah. saga is like repeats it too. Like it's all they're all connected all these stories and it's, oh yeah i'm like what is it what are we what are you trying to tell me <laughs> yeah what do you think of the idea so when you're saying like bring stuff through that's important and everything like what's your take on that very controversial idea of you know whatever is really going on behind the elites and secret societies that they're all the good guys and they need to position themselves and position society in this way to bring about something like have you heard that so if i consider that sometimes actually because i'm just like i don't i have to consider all angles obviously and like there's always good and bad everywhere they're all not bad Mm. and they're probably not all good (laughs) but if i was to look at it from like the most pragmatic like positive point of view i could and take it that way like it could make sense like that it's an initiatory process they understand that this life is just like a blip of a dream and that and so like losing life they understand that it's like not that significant maybe because they understand what happens after and then maybe it's all like an initiatory process so we have to work through things and become better and more conscious in order to be able to retain or like use the information anyway so each thing is like a trial and, and they're like put they put it places so we can maybe we find the codes one day or start figuring out the symbols that they're using and then that leads to this and that leads to that and so then we eventually leaves ourselves to like that hidden 
doctrine of like the ancient knowledge right and then um so then collectively if we can all get there and like if I was like thinking the most positive way, I, this is not exactly what I think, but like, yeah, I can, I, I can see it like, and I can see it the other way there. too, right? Where it's all right. bad, you know what I mean? So, but I'm just yes. saying like, I've, I've thought about that for sure. Yeah. Maybe what do you think about that? I, I'm kind of in agreement with you that it's like, it's in there and I kind of keep it there when I'm judging things because of course doesn't it seep into that we're all one thing again mm -hmm. it's like well because i say it often where it's like yeah we find a lot of synchronicities and symbols and this and that that clearly are being used by different elites and things like that but then like we connect so much that might be happening naturally like there i personally think because of psychedelics synchronicity is happening all the time and we don't see it and it's like, that's where like that, you know, people come back and they say, oh man, it was like two and a half hours straight of deja vu. It was the craziest <laughs> thing. It's all kind of like that already. It's so, I don't know. I wonder. We've like tuned it out in a way you mean? Yeah. And like I, that's it's, more the natural state. Yeah. Maybe it goes into like the Alan Watts thing where, you know, we're in a dream that we're purposely forgetting as a dream because we are some bored God that can't die and doesn't know what it is. I you know there's so there's so many options i feel like i've been really coming out of the rabbit hole the past months like in so many different directions that that thought that's why i wanted to ask you because that thought keeps like popping up more and more like behind all what the government no they're probably you know egoic douchebags on this very material level of things but always it seems when we pull back away from our human free will appearance of an experience it seems like this beautiful tapestry is being put together that we just don't see you know yeah so i what would thinking. totally agree with that and the the calling it a tapestry is like exactly how i think of it it's like a weaving and it's like so perfectly knotted together everything that you just can't you don't even know how perfectly knotted it is together when you like are looking at it close yeah, you know man. I, mean? I remember having this feeling like oh my god no wonder no one can ever like get to the bottom of anything because so many of the pieces are actually in inside you can't put all the pieces together out here to like come up with the master conspiracy or figure out the meaning of life because so much of it is also within and i think that's that kind of feeling like suddenly there's no difference between within and without you know it's it's it all blends together into this experience and i hope we've really taken both of our sets of listeners into like really weird places <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's just uh, yeah. same old for them right i mean like <laughs> i used to think that i couldn't talk to a lot of people about a lot of things but i think like collectively we're I think you're right like we're coming more open to it like something's happening where we're things are changing and like people are just more open to this stuff and then i'm like are we all more open to it because they did that weird covid experiment to us and like was that like and when they told us cooker? to stay was inside? it a purposeful pressure cooker <laughs> or was it just like people trying to get rich or was it a combination Do you know what both, I mean? right you cut one head off and three grow back it's the weirdest thing the yeah. suit's empty once you start to strangle them like yeah it's, it's like crazy. grasping water like alan watts said 
you know, you can't do it. It's the weirdest thing. I'm not ever, but forever also unfolding. like it's, it feels so hard to grasp, but if you start with an idea and just let your mind kind of work on it in the back for yeah. like, and sometimes even weeks, Slow you start cut. to realize things and you're just like, wow, actually I fucking get it now. Like right. I, I understand <laughs> like the, the dimension of time all of a sudden before I just couldn't fathom it with my brain. You know what I mean? And like, it's not that I just learned something that instantly turned me on to it. It's that slow thought and like thinking right. through it. And then eventually I was like, holy shit, I get it. Like, yeah. Oh man, that's a cool way to kind of differentiate maybe the thoughts that are incoming you know the the static versus the signal almost mm -hmm. being thrown at us to just take us off our track and all the real thinking that we can do that's actually productive you know oh like when they send things in it's just like this instant thought and it's like yeah. oh it's, it's this but when we actually come to the real thought it's like a slow process of unfolding and unraveling right yeah, that, and it all that happens as it's supposed to and even the and just how we're unraveling history the same and actually some of the distractions in the in those intervals probably play into the revealing of of that that signal so yeah i don't know when we say they are sending it at us oh man that's a hard one too like yeah yeah we're sending it at ourselves you ever see that movie i heart huckabees i actually asked you this before this okay was, yes remember? I that's said, right after you were on my show i was like have you seen this fucking movie yeah, and you're like it's right. like we my favorite this... movie <laughs> yeah because it's so like, no, uh, no one talks about that movie but yeah no it's one like knows that... about it that one part where like Jason uh, Schwartzman was trying to get like that spiritual relief and like his arch nemesis is sitting there falling apart. Jude Law is just crying and he and Jason Schwartzman just holds up a picture of himself over Jude Law's face of himself crying. And then it's like this immediate like, ah, oh. and it's like, oh, my God. That's and like then he's in the elevator us. later and he's like shows him the picture of him crying and he's like who is this me or you who is it me or you and he's like, yeah. what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> stop smushing my face you're smushing our face Brad. <laughs> the movie so is good. perfect like, it's i just am him yeah it shows so many stages of the spiritual awakening for folks that have, it's an old one but it's amazing and that's the and weird part it's filled with all these hollywood holly weird actors right the ones we're supposed to hate and think are eating ones, babies. And yeah, and their messages are all <laughs> evil too. So like that, that and that's something that like I know a lot of it's paranoia. I know it's a lot of you know giving in to fear and stuff, but at the same time, there's always substance to it a little bit. Like, yeah, what is what's the deal with that? There's tons of programming coming at us. Is it just because the truth has to be mixed into the programming? I don't I don't know. It's or is weird. it purposefully? just like so that it's hard to pick the truth from the programming or we're looking at programming and predictive programming the wrong way <laughs> and it's not this evil thing it's just from our human perspective uh, yeah oh the rabbit hole just keeps spinning round and round you know everything out. always loops back <laughs> on itself that's yeah, that's for sure that's why sometimes i think like we're in a time loop to be honest <laughs> i mean not always time. but no like um like time isn't linear like it's like this and so like maybe these civilizations we're digging up are like maybe our future or like Ooh. i don't know Ooh, that's cool sometimes my mind goes there where i'm like is it a fucking loop are we in a loop i do like that a lot and like playing like ourselves over and over maybe or playing Dude, different yeah 
different characters in the loop coming back to the beginning of the loop being my, the mailman never, on my street or like did you did you ever have any reincarnation experiences or feelings or anything um no but uh i have two friends that are hypnotists and i just like haven't got Ooh. around to it yet but i it's been in the back of my mind actually because i'm super curious about that and yeah. being hypnotized all together actually and like me what too. comes out in the subconscious have you been hypnotized no and i and for a long time i think it was my ego talking i just like would always say to that question like no nah, i don't, I don't think, think i could, could be, be because <laughs> I have spent so much time being comfortable in altered states of consciousness as a blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm too powerful. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. funny because like the more you learn, the more humble you get. Like oh, yeah, the more weak and small you become this yeah. exposed little nerve. <laughs> so when you see people say like, I'm a star seed and blah, 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 for from whatever planet you're like, yeah, you just haven't got there yet. You're you're keep going on your journey. There. The roller coaster is <laughs> about to go back down, and you're going to be saying, "Stay positive." Someone's going to slap drop, you. But... The universe is going to slap you in the face. Yeah, and let it. Yeah. This denial. The denial of the slap, man. Oh, it's the yeah. worst. It's the same thing yeah. as the denial of the shadow in general. You know. Yeah. Oh, this is that been... doesn't help the collective, right? No, it doesn't. This has yeah. been so cool. I, I brought up the reincarnation thing because, yeah, you mentioned the time loop thing, playing ourselves. When I, I felt like I had an experience of many, many, many <laughs> lives, but like, you know how they say you can kind of understand insanity when you're on psychedelics too? I kind of came back with a, a good way to describe my interaction with insanity. And it was the fact that time is an illusion, linear time. So things can be happening insanely fast insanely slow whatever either way it's painful and crazy and to i had the feeling that not only had we lived infinite lives but it was the same one over and over again and maybe this was just me you know maybe i'm maybe it was a recognition that i had been living the same mistake or something over and over again or maybe it's like the the fractals of every version of you at once maybe maybe could be but it, yeah yeah well it felt like the same playing field and i always feel like the multiverse that again they all try to externalize like yeah let's hop from one to the other you're talking about superposition i think i think the multiverse ain't it ain't physical right it's like superposition of all possibilities at once they're talking about exactly. superposition they're talking about undefined reality. So what well, you I have to collapse this. the wave function and collapse on a decision. You're no longer in a multiverse. You're in the fucking reality you're in. You're in the universe. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. Am I on to something? Yeah, there? no. I think, I think you're kind of right. But also, like, I do think we have the ability to, like, change our reality in that way. So when they say, like, jump timeline, I think of mm -hmm. it like um manipulating the dimension we're in more do you know what it's i mean gotta be. like because i i totally agree that there has to be a reality to the terminology the expressions that are used like again i think even every expression that's used is is hijacked and kind of yeah given this grandiose i think for our eyes for our well i think our minds also do that like where we expect yeah. it to be like this big 
thing that's like tangible in a different way. Like, so the, the mm. thought I had about like the time dimension is that like, it's hard to fathom that everything's happening at once um, and that time's not linear. But then when you have a dream in that way that the time can be like perceived different. So then like what's creating the linear time? Well, it's the perception of our mind, right? So yeah. like, is our, our mind is like filtering the dimension of time or perceiving the dimension of time or like what, there's something to do with us creating time. That's what I think. It's not like, it's not linear. It's all happening at once. And we experience it like that. Like, no, we create, I think we create it. Like, I think you're on. You know, yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever seen, this is another show. Have you ever seen this one? Have you ever seen the show dark? on netflix yes yes Dude, you're this I is vibing that. with that a lot because it yeah. almost feels like there is a sequence of events but it's kind of indifferent to consciousness or so, or not finding the right words for it but like there is a sequence of events that appears to be linear but reality doesn't work that way even though it looks that I, I can't get the right words but i'm feeling something man it's, it's i always just think about it like a dream yeah that's just like honestly how i perceive how i'm like trying to perceive this reality lately because it seems to make things put thing in, things in context a little better for me to think about like how my mind creates something that feels so real and a time span that feels so real yeah and like an identity even sometimes and everything that feels so real. And like, I could be dropped in a dream and remember like being the person in the dream like a year ago or being like last year I did this. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. Yeah. Like you're, you're dropped into a personality. And like, so I think, I don't know, there's something to that. And there's something to like our perception that is changing reality or forming reality around us. And that's like a good way that we can um, kind of put it in perspective by thinking of dreams makes sense and it goes once again back to being all one there being really only one thing like it would encapsulate time highlander <laughs> yeah it could be only one because <laughs> like, like everything is inside you can't there's no word outside of it you know there's no th thought there's nothing the multiverse outside of it. is in here <laughs> right right exactly yeah i mean that's the thing there's no out there Mm -hmm. And I, that's kind of what they are saying about it in quantum physics and ancient mysticism. But like, it's so hard to like, we're trying to use our eyes to see that. And it's like impossible to see what that looks like. Because there's no eyes there. It's, yeah, it's like biting your own teeth. <laughs> and then, and then, so do you think that um, there was like a reset or a or like, was it a natural or like whether it was natural or not? Do you think it was like, uh, I don't know. What it's do you think of the reason? question to ask even, right? Like, what is that that happened? That's clear. Again, there's a concept for it. So clearly on some level, this reset concept. It's in all the mythologies. Like all the, the mythology or something like cyclical. that. Mm. it's all cyclical you know mm -hmm. and now we the have loop. really kind of scary shit from randall carlson and other geologists <laughs> and 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 journalists and reporters freddie silva talks about it freddie silva talks about 
a series of uh, uh, crop circles that the mm-hmm. symbolism like supposedly suggests that we get like fucking hit soon or something like that. You know, a lot of people are pointing to these cycles that the toroidal or the torrid meteor stream goes around with us and everything. We're about to enter into a really dense part of it or something. Not fear mongering. It's just like, yeah, it's weird to think about these things because there's cycles going on in consciousness and all the cultures talked about that. But then there's also cycles going on out here in this external world. Again, back to that as above, so below, and as within, so without. So it's weird, man. Can we really stop the asteroid just by thinking it out of existence? Are we in that movie Sphere? Are we creating the asteroid with our mind? Right. Yeah. And on some level, we are, but on some level, it's physical. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, oh, man. I just thought of something else, too. I thought it was cool. Like, looking at time the way you've been describing it. It's almost as if you're just looking at a painting. And you're just looking at different parts of the painting. And that's, you know, and we're just going left to right across the canvas. And sometimes you know? we can jump if we tune in and see the yeah. other parts and not in like the order. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just leave it. I'll leave my, I'll we'll do some, we'll do a last comment for the night. Cause we're, we'll, this is getting sure. late. I want to ask but, you one yeah, last go ahead. quick thing. Yeah, please um, do. It's something that I've been thinking about lately and I thought you'd have an interesting perspective. So, you know how like the infinity symbol is like a figure eight and that's yes. like prolific in like, they use that symbolism of that eight everywhere. And it's like, so what I was thinking is that like, if it's, a, if it's like infinity, it's a cycle goes forever. What, what do you think the point is where it crosses? I've been thinking about that a lot too. No way. <laughs> So of course <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but a friend of mine brought a very interesting idea up. And it is like the way I'll describe it is probably a little too sci-fi, a little too on the nose, like a like a movie. But something along the lines of like again, as above, so below, as within, so without. It's almost like the other side, quote unquote, picture this whole system that we're in is binary. And whatever the hell evil shit they're building up here the elites it's almost like an inverted place or something i've oh, yeah. now honestly that's like, masons use the symbol of the two triangles touching and they say like yeah. one side is like um materialism one side spiritualism or it's right. like the duality of like yeah so, so this is still a little too sci-fi sense. it still feels like jet Li in the one yeah, from <laughs> yeah. one universe to another <laughs> yeah but you know maybe that other side like pan's labyrinth right she had to have faith yeah. at the end and once she did die oh turns out it was all true the fawn wasn't lying and it was all real but it was just in her head it was just i'm not in her head but Oh, I'm having too many thoughts at once, but you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. wasn't this physical kingdom that she was supposed to inherit. It was this beautiful kingdom in consciousness that she was to inherit. And it was all true all along. And I've, that, I saw that after psychedelics and that fucking made me cry and freak the hell out. You know, it's like, oh shit, it's been there all along. Well, every stick of furniture, every piece of me, every, every part of my life on psychedelics, it just, Everything was always there. It's just your brain shuts it all off to have this fun little experience almost. It's 
It's crazy. We can and then go it's like, are hours, we supposed dude. to know or not? No, yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, what, how, how, like, where's the line, like, where we stop, where we think about spiritualism or we have a human experience? Yeah, where does that come into <laughs> Like, it? what are we supposed to be doing here? Like, figuring this out or just living like people? Yeah, like, that's something I bring up a middle? lot. Yeah. Because, like, I talk to near-death experiencers a lot and they're, the overwhelming uh thing is we just wake up oh yeah it's all fine everything's fine so That's well wait I a minute <laughs> i thought i thought being awake in this physical reality meant studying all these ancient religions and all the conspiracies and making sure you knew the truth of the oh shit that was all a distraction too and now i understand why knowledge is evil from the apple and now it doesn't just fucking symbolize mushrooms and oh yeah, it takes psychedelics and you'll know the truth. Like that's a yeah. other conversation, man. It but really it's like is. literally the loop I had to do. I was like, oh, okay, that's the silver lining. That's where Christianity is kind of right about that mm -hmm. allegory from Genesis, where knowledge is oh, like there's a hollow so many tube. Correct things. Knowledge is a hollow tube that you don't get to take any of that with you either because it was meaningless and it only applied here. Like, it's exciting to like gather all this knowledge and yeah. then like, what, what, what for? Why? Like, <laughs> what am I it's doing? Like, like my, my wife will ask me like, well, if this is what you really love to do. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, ah, I guess so. You know? Yeah. It's yeah, like, I have like a passion for it. And I think that's something that we should think about too. Like we have passions for a reason. Like things are sort of meant to be sometimes. Sure. And so when something like really ignites you, I think like it's important to follow that absolutely yeah and then I, but it's like to but you don't want but make sure it's like don't get lost because like, yeah we could get like that that fear cycle of digging into things and just being like oh my god i have to find this out it's so hard to look at but it's like i need to know and right, like i think that's like the the wrong path maybe like i don't want to say right wrong but like because if you go down the path you should eventually come out to the other side anyway right but right and you always come back maybe to it's a necessary part right yeah yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all, and that's the the beauty of it. That most of the messages I ever got from psychedelics, especially like the really big, you know, grandiose esoteric ones, was was that I had to learn everything to know it was all wrong. Like, or that's you know, it. it. It always folds back in on itself, where none of it was useless. And I think that metaphor right there kind of can scale out too, where yeah. absolutely nothing that happens in anyone's life is useless or bad on an existential level like sure i mean be human we're here to be human but on an existential level yeah i really think that you know everything always was is and will be okay mentality is that's why you find it in every philosophy at the bottom yeah we're making a blanket here together guys so don't yeah. put your shitty strings in fix your strings up yeah, yeah let's, let's build that tapestry <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Dude, it's gonna I serve us this. better yeah Caitlin, this was so awesome we'll have to do another one or bring some more okay. fun people into it and everything yeah so please for my audience tell them where they can find you yeah, so I got that really hardcore shadow ban on where you have to type out my whole name. So maybe I'll just um, give you the link. But you can find me on Instagram at um, Strange Neighborhood Podcast with underscores. 
between the words and it's the American spelling of neighborhood because it's because we spell it different in Canada but I just wanted people to be able to find it easier <laughs> how do you spell it in Canada I didn't know that they, they put a damn U in it so it's like oh the ends O-U-R we do that oh, to lots right. of words okay. like color too the older like, way yeah yeah, the European yeah I'd probably British people still like <laughs> probably too, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> But for my anyway. American homies, I didn't put it in. <laughs> Strange neighborhood podcast, folks. I yeah. You have a great, great presence. I love all the videos oh, you thank do. You. you know, I think I, like that's something that I would love to have more courage to do. I feel like you put yourself behind your camera all the time and you're always just sharing your thoughts. And I think you have a lot of great insights. So people, please go check out Strange Neighborhood podcast. Halen's work. She's awesome. And yeah, this has been so much fun, dude. Um, and yeah, tell my audience where to find tell you. Tell your peeps. Yeah. yeah, come listen to the Deep Share podcast. You can find me on social media under just the Deep Share ranting and raving and sounding probably a lot less friendly there than I do here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, that's what I do. Yeah, YouTube's big because I'm not shadow banned. I don't know how. Yeah. Maybe it's because I have my nose stuck in the ancient past. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened to me all of a sudden, but yeah, it is random it's, sometimes, you know. Yeah. Some of us just get picked out of the, like examples being made out of us, you know. Yeah. So please go. Oh, well. And then obviously my podcast is on all the major platforms, and so it's the deep share, right? But you also have yeah. do you still have your show with Dan that's on um Patreon? Do you want to tell us about that? We do, yeah. We haven't put out an episode in a while. We we're working a bunch of things out. We do have a show on Patreon called uh the Deep Chill where Dan and I, it's kind of like being a fly on the wall of us doing research into different areas of history and looking into really intelligent people's work and kind of uh, getting their perspective on certain symbol sets and cultures and seeing how it relates, how it contrasts to the box saga and those Northern Scandinavian stories, you know? So that's you fun. You and Dan have like a really good dynamic. Oh, that's say. great like, to hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to good, Dan and Aki. Good co-host, yeah. Shout well, I can't wait for those who never did hear it or, you know, may just be turned on to it. Um, my, our other good friend from Sweden, uh, Joke Hagstrom, the three of us did a show called Roots of Creation and we're bringing it back. We're coming back in December with some new episodes. We have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. So we have some- Where can they find that show? Where's that That show? will be- I will put, I think, at least the first one back. I think I'll put out on the Deep Share feed. But we do have our own podcast feed that you can find. Uh, I think it comes out of Podbean. I don't know if that matters, but you, it, it's everywhere. Uh, Roots of Creation. And it's also on YouTube. We have our own YouTube channel, Roots of Creation. There is a reggae band called Roots of Creation on there, too. <laughs> we just, we didn't That's care. not you. Whatever. <laughs> Little do they know that Rastafari, guess what? Phonetically, it's got some crazy roots that they don't know about. So. Oh, my God. Say that for the next time and let's talk about that. Hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Okay, everybody. thanks so much, Don. Hell, yeah. See you later, I mean, neighbors. Andy, I just called you Don. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All Sorry, right, Don again. <laughs> good to see you, Kalen. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Oh, the strange, the strange, the strange.